Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Olison, and I'm joined by my very good friends. First of all, we do not have Justin Sandoval tonight. Nope. The quitter, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy himself, is not here, but we do have my boy Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato, and of course we got Apple Zach's Zach Markham here with us as well. We're missing you, Justin. We miss you terribly. Um, yeah, another one bites the dust, boys. Mm. Yep. <laughs> As me last week, Justin this week. Yeah, you took a week off. Yeah. Who's, who's it going to be next week? Uh, the world may never you know. You got any plans next week? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Shimada? <laughs> uh, well, well uh, thank you to all of our listeners, all the viewers, everybody who is uh, watching or listening to this pod. We appreciate you. We are excited to bring you a review of uh, Rings of Power, episode number seven. I believe it's seven. Yep. Yeah, it's seven. Yep. Uh, and it's titled The I. The I. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Always got to double check live on the pod. Uh, but before we get into our review, we just want to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening, wherever you are watching, whether it's on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please subscribe. Uh, hit like, hit the like button, uh, leave a comment, leave a review. All these things help us out tremendously. And also sharing this podcast with any friends you have helps us out. So please do that on behalf of me and my wonderful co-host and, of course, Justin, who, like I said, is not here because abandoned us. he's a loser. <laughs> uh, yep. Yes, but uh, no, it's okay. We forgive you, Justin, although we, uh, yeah, we do miss you. Well, boys, are you excited to talk about uh, Rings of Power? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so we start off in this episode. By the way, spoiler warning. <laughs> Here's your spoiler warning. We literally start off like right where we left off. Yes. Um, I mean, the sky is red. There's burning yes. ash everywhere. Yep. I mean, it was a horrifying start. Yes. They just dropped us in, man. Yeah. It, it reminded me a lot of like the... Um, we haven't kind of a whole lot in media the showing of but like the, the bombs being dropped on like Nagasaki and Hiroshima. In uh, World War Two, it reminded me a lot of that, to where it was just like this moment of computer and utter like terror, and you're just consumed by the expulsion that's been, you know, spilling out of this volcano. Right? Yeah, yeah you're shell shocked in a sense. Oh yeah, um, entirely. You know, like I feel like I feel like they did it very well, where they pick up exactly where they left off with the last episode, because it's such like a, a chaotic event that's going on. Um, you have no idea where anyone's at, like to pick yourself up from that. Like she's like just covered in ash, like when she first wakes up and like, you don't know who's dead, who's alive. Like, and you have to take all that in. Um, it was, it was a really cool scene. Um, and then just like picking up and moving on from there. Yeah. Um, I really like how they focused on her to start with and they didn't really show anyone else because I felt like it was in a way of like. It, it was a way of making her feel alone and isolated. Correct, yeah. And literally just showing no one else on screen to start with. Yep. Even though, you know, there were people around, but it's a very, like, it's a moment of just, just you're sh- you, like you said, you're, you're shell-shocked. It is yep. just, you know, your every sense is completely overwhelmed. And then also you have to think about it, with her being an elf, she has enhanced senses so like you got to think hmm. on top of a yeah. regular human's reaction like well i mean like we learned in the in the previous episode about the eyesight differences between a human and an elf and so like her eyes have to be just like strained so much further and you know um you know so everything even their hearing is better you know so like if she is just like everything is on overload and just 
everything is just like pounding at her all at one time. Yep. Yeah, that was. Um, it just felt like a a state of disarray, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I figured it was Galadriel, but like, like right when it started, I, it was, she was so covered in ash, and it was the screen was just red. I was like, you know, you, I couldn't really tell. Again, yeah. I figured it was, but I mean, I was like, man, it just it is it's chaos. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and now like. You know, this traumatic thing happened, um, and they have to pick themselves up and get to wherever they're going as soon as possible because now their enemies yeah. on the move. So now, like, the, you know, the sun is blocked by, you know, this cloud of ash. Yes. Um, orcs can travel during daylight now. Um, so now they have to, like, pick up, figure out what survivors they have left and get to a safe destination to, like, regroup and, like, plan yeah. their next defense or their next attack. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we'll see where it goes, you know, it goes from there, so. And and it really is a difficult like political situation because you really think about all these people from Numenor who came to the aid yep. and basically just got annihilated in a lot of ways um, while trying to help these people who they really didn't have any like I mean they do have allegiance to them because they are man and there have been some connections to them before yep. but the current age didn't really have. Um, a whole lot of connection to them. Actually, for the most part, they had actually had more of an um, animosity relationship with them traditionally because Numenor famously backed the elves, whereas um, the the humans in the um, in the Southlands had backed up Morgarth. So I mean, yep. you know, the fact that they were even there in the first place was a lot. And then you have this catastrophic event while you're there, and it makes it seem like you're. Like, why were you doing this? Like, what? Like, what did we potentially gain um, in this situation? To you know, to, at all, really? And it really kind of also throws a huge wrench into the plans of the um, of the um, the is he the cousin of the king, or is he the cousin of the queen regent? Who the um, the guy with the long hair? Um, who basically he's the speaker of. Uh, he's one of the main two people running the Numenor at the moment. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, like, because he, one of the main reasons why he wanted to get back at them is, or wanted to help uh, or was willing to help was because of the fact that he felt like they would open trade. There'd be, you know, a quid pro quo set up as in, you know, uh, set up to where the Southlands, once they got back on their feet, they would be able to engage in trade, engage in, Be almost know, reliant on Numenor. Yes, yeah, become more reliant on them. Well... You know, in a lot of ways, there's nothing there for them to trade or give back. The so that, Southlands are gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, it, it's, I mean, not to get, spo- spoiler alert, it literally gets erased from <laughs> from uh, from the record books in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, they're not on the map anymore. Yes. Li- literally. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it kind of creates, like, another situation from that political point of view where... You know that relationship is now even that side of it's kind of destroyed in a way too. Yes, and uh, you might hear uh, Beanie, my dog, the pod dog, has found a squeaky toy. So, yes. despite it being nine uh, forty-five p.m. Lo- yeah, local time, she is rocking and rolling. She's just—it's just to get out that a little bit of that anxiety from like all that tense nature from that explosion. You know, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, well, anyways, let's uh, we'll try to we'll try to stay focused. I'm gonna continue on. She's literally at my feet. There you go. Uh, yeah. So I mean, things are in disarray. Yes. Um, people are 
trying to get clear of the smoke, clear yes. of the ash. Can yes. you imagine what it would be like to to breathe? I feel like you w- it wouldn't be possible. Yeah, it would. You know? It would be like a suffocating sensation, like yeah, you know, yeah. going on it as looks, you're trying to cope. It looks so red and gray and dark. There were, or I'm just like, I, I know it's a show, but I'm like, man, if this was real, like they just people wouldn't be able to breathe or see. Yeah, but, like you know? there'd be a lot of after after effects. People don't really think about that kind of stuff. Like they think of the initial death count, but they don't really think of like the way that people are affected further down the line in these situations. Um, you know, where it, like, I mean, just getting down to the simple idea, I mean, it could literally cause you to have, like, um, you know, asthma-related down the line. It could end up with you having, like, you know, t- you know, different type of lungs, lung issues down the line. Um, you know, uh, if, you know, so you end up with a lot of stuff that ends up fe- affecting you further down the line. And we even see kind of one of the effects, you know, happening yeah, to the Queen Regent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, going blind. Yeah, yeah. so, that, I mean, yeah, that was... Just- a good scene. The way they did yeah. that too, I was like, yes, good the acting. reveal was the reveal was good, was really, really good. Um, and it was really cool seeing her like you see her as this, um, you know, you, you see her like jumping in like in the in this episode and you know really trying to be there for her people and being there for the people that she is trying to help. Still, she is there and you know going into that building to try to help you know that entire family get out or to, yeah. you know all those people get out of that building to so that they're not. A whole bunch of people don't die. And in that moment, she, you know, she loses her, she literally loses her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's tough. So, um, she showed a lot of, I don't know, uh, strength. Just leadership. Leadership. Yeah. You could tell, like, she she seems like she's going to be in a passion, yeah, a very important figure moving forward. And then you you see a lot from her in this episode. Like, it's a really important episode. Uh, There are a couple of things in it that you really see from her that are, like, really, like, See a lot of strength in her, a lot of leadership, a lot of, you know, um, stick to you know, in it, mm. you know, with the way that she is at the end. Like, cause it, you know, she could have been like, you know what? Hands off. We, this, this, we, we fought, we fought and we did our best, but this is a lost could. cause. We're heading home. Yeah. Like, coming she, back. she could, she could have been like that, but she was like, no, you know, this is, we want this back. Like, this is, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not going to take this. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of that with her, like a lot of pros. But then, like for someone like Ellen Doe, there's a lot of cons, like with their just with their character development. Like obviously, like he's in um, some sort of you know pain and like um, you know uh, upset at the fact that you know because he thinks his son's dead, yeah, uh, or lost. So like you see like his character kind of like go down. Like he just wants to go back to Numenor and like yeah, you, know, you, you kind of see him do like the. He makes almost a a turn because because up until this point he had been one of the like, the strongest proponents of the elves in Correct, Numenor, yeah. um, but you see him kind of like take a turn toward against that, and he he has this moment that's just you know just destroys him you know yeah, as a, as a father because he believes that his son is dead. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so it's a it's a very rough situation for him. But I think they kind of do hint at the, you know I mean they hint multiple times I think at the fact that he might 
you know, that he's still alive. Yeah, totally. Well, well he, and he's still, he has to be alive, right? I mean, he, like, I mean, he is, yeah. but like they, uh, they do do some hinting and stuff like that. I feel like the whole way the horse reacted throughout the episode is a, it's a way to show it. I think yeah. it's almost a way to like, like is, the horse they, is they, they made it, or something. They had made a point to like that there's a connection between the two, yeah. mm-hmm. and I feel like that's kind of their way of saying like there's still that connection. Like, so he's still alive. Yeah, Barrick is gonna go find find him for sure. Yeah. 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 Hmm. All right. There's hmm. my, there's my dog again. So normally she does not squeak toys this long, but she really liked Rings of Power this week, guys. So yeah. Uh, so what do we do? This we'll we'll break the episode down literally in three different ways. So we'll just I think we'll just camp out here with the uh, the Southlands, Numenor, you know, um, the volcano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything that happened there, but then we'll also um, talk about the Harfoots. Yeah. Here mm-hmm. soon. And also, we got the dwarves and uh, Elrond yes. to talk about, which is yeah, exciting. Would, yeah, it was so an intense uh, just, dwarf scene. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of just like bouncing back and forth, yeah. we'll just kind of go one at a time. So what else uh, of interest with um, Numenor, with um, the Southland Southlanders, right? Southlanders? <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. do think it was interesting to see the whole situation with... Um, so Isildur had the, his two friends that went went off to bat, yeah. war with him, and it was almost like they wrote his like death sentence in the last episode when he was like it was kind of um, the old trope of like oh I'm retiring in a couple days and yeah. then you die enough fighting for me for a lifetime well, yeah. we'll and we'll just like you die like right before t- retirement right, like, right and I felt like that's what happened to that to the one guy because he was like you know what. I've seen enough battle for a lifetime. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Like, and technically he did. He saw all the battle that he was going to see in his lifetime. This guy, brutal. You know, like, yeah. so, and he ends up, unfortunately, dying in the in the uh, explosion. Yeah. Um, in the eruption. Um, so, that, that was, a, that was, you know, I, I was, when I when I heard that, I was like, oh, it's, uh, it doesn't sound good for him. I was not mm-hmm. thinking that there would be a... The best situation for him, and unfortunately, it ended up being that way. Um, so, that was very interesting. Um... He had the whole situation with Theo and, you know, Galadriel and them kind Gosh, of building Theo. up. Theo is... <sighs> he's growing on me. Oh, is he? He's, yeah, he's growing on me. He's, oh. um, he's a... I don't know. I still feel like he is... He's unfortunately getting, like, the chosen one treatment, and it, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily liking it at the moment. Um, I feel like he's constantly be, being given credit for doing more than he really is. And, like, these p- characters who are, like... In my mind, I feel like the, there's the, these characters that are doing a a lot more that are like kind of like deferentially like giving him praise, like Galadriel giving him praise and Aaron Deere giving him praise. Uh, I just feel like there's just a little bit too much like of this unnecessary like sh- like um, praise being given to him as a character. I yeah. couldn't agree more. Yeah, but he's uh, growing on you. Yeah, he's growing on me. So like he, uh, you know, at first he was very bratty, um, in my opinion. Like he, he was, you know, didn't want to listen to anybody, didn't want to listen to reason. But you know, now with his experience with Galadriel and everything, I think he's like he sees like what he wants to be, um, and what he wants to like uh, prove like to his people and yeah. to like you know the land that was once his. So I'm curious to see like what kind of training he's you know willing to go through, um, what kind of like character development. It mm-hmm. definitely seems like he's going to be um, more involved with uh, Aaron Deer, yeah, um, with training and stuff. Where before like their relationship was kind of also strained. a rocky yeah. start. So um, I, I do I do think 
he made a little bit of growth at the end as he found his. I feel like the, it would have been a really like to tell you to the truth, un- insufferable experience with him yeah. if his mother had actually d- been dead. Like yeah. in that scene, if his mother had actually been dead, I felt like he, he would have just went off into this angsty, Rage. deep end of like stupidity, yeah. basically. So I'm really glad that that didn't end he up almost, happening. He almost did with those orcs that were hunting Oh, yeah. Him, well, hunting and then, See, that's one of the parts that was like kind of annoying. It was like he was willing to just like, you know, run out into this and yeah. like basically... Give away his position. And you know what would have happened. He would have ran out there, got himself in trouble, and then Galadriel would have had to Just save him. crushed every orc nearby. And then, like, you know, it would, have been a, it would have been a rough situation. It would have been an unnecessary situation. And then at the end, she would have been like, well, you took out more orcs than most hu- humans could. It would have been something like that. Oh, he would have gotten, like, an sword. unnecessary... He would have gotten, like, unnecessary praise. Yeah. Like, you know... You know, where, like, all... Or he would have gotten the final kill, even though she would have taken out, not, like, ten, and then yeah. he would have taken out the final one, and then he would have gotten, like, a moment for, like, a hero pose. Yeah. Well, the, the final one would have, like, been injured, like, just wheezing, like, yeah. on the ground, and he just goes in for the final kill. Or what would have happened was Galadriel would have been fighting, and then, you know, all of a sudden, he, you would just see him, like, stab it through the back. And it would have... And then it would have... He would have gotten his hero moment. And uh, it's like, oh, well, congratulations, you stabbed a dude through the back. Like, that that's how I feel yeah. like it would have turned out. And all of a sudden, it'd been like, "Oh, that was a great kill you got there." And it'd have been like, "Yeah, but yeah." I, I just feel like he's, I, I just feel like he's getting like the chosen one treatment. And yeah. you know, I mean, maybe that's his path. But I just feel like he—that's just what he's being like played off right now. And in general, I don't like chosen one characters. Yeah, when a character is just forced down your throat. Like that. Well, like that, and they're just like they're always like they're given unnecessary praise, you know. Um, you know, they're given like way more than they really deserve. Characters that are like significantly more powerful than them or significantly wiser than them have like this like deferential treatment for them getting this thing that's like super simple lots of times. Like yeah. I just don't I'm not just not a huge fan of like chosen one character. Like I'm just not. Yeah, like they're no. just to me they're just I don't know. They just their destiny. I guess maybe it's just too like laid out and like to the T to where like it doesn't feel like they could go anywhere else. You know. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in season two we're gonna get like he's gonna be this incredible character who saves the day. Yeah. I don't know. It better because the way the way they're building him up, or he, or he becomes a villain. Or, or which I've thought that a few times already. Yeah. Oh yeah, I felt like he was gonna do, or at the very least, I thought he was gonna do something real dumb. Yeah. Which he kind of, what did. he did. He did. But yeah. I feel it was. Le- I will admit, it was less dumb than I was yeah, really it was to expecting. Save his mom, to be. right? Like yes. ultimately. Like I felt like he was literally gonna be like, oh, go off with that dude and like maybe be the dude who starts the flood. <laughs> yeah. Like I was expecting something dumb like that. Yeah. Not yeah, necessarily same. like I understand saving your mother's life, like. I, yeah. I'm okay with you being doing something that kind of dumb, but like, yeah. I was expecting something significantly dumber than that. Well, um, let's see. The the everyone regroups at the uh, the encampment they had. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Numenor is going to be leaving, but the there's going to be some people who are going to be helping the Southlanders yes. get to a, a place by the sea. Apparently, another yeah. like a former colony of Numenor, maybe. Um, and then we see that uh, Halbrand is still alive, barely. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, survived. yeah, yeah, he had survived, and um, he is going to be—he's going with Galadriel, I guess, to 
Where 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 are they going to her, her place? Um or? yeah, like um they're they're going back to the elves. Yeah, going she's, to the elves. She's okay. going back to the elves to oh, yeah, get some to, medicine to, for to talk about to talk to the king first of all yeah, yeah. about the situation and and to get him some medicine. Very similar to what she does to um um very very similar to what um Aowen or not is it Aowen? Gosh, I can't remember her name. Anyway, anyway, what she does to Frodo, where she just runs him off to River Run to get some elven medicine to uh, help yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't yes. know what you're talking about. Well, it was. Uh, I think we can kind of close that chapter, and maybe we can talk about um, the Harfoots. Sure. You guys now talk about the Harfoots. Yeah, let's do it. The Stranger, the Harfoots. Uh, they finally catch up to the rest of the group, mm-hmm. uh, but they they show up and they've they're. Uh, there's like a bunch of trees. Yeah, like the grove has been destroyed. Yes. Yeah. Now, does that have anything to do with like what's happening in now Mordor? Like, I mean, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, 100. Yeah. I believe. Okay, like how? Someone explain that to me then. So with the eruption, um, I guess there was like rocks, or it, it seemed that there was like rocks that shot from the volcano like in all directions. Yeah, that went in all directions, and it reached that the uh, the grove of where they were going. Okay. Yeah. okay. To migrate and everything. I mean, when I looked it up, like the general radius is about 20 miles for an explosion, and it can reach up to sometimes 100 miles. So I mean, I could see them still being pretty far away, but just catching some of like the edge. Where it's literally just the rock that is getting, you know, yeah, getting sent out. They're not getting any of the extra extra stuff, but they're getting some of the remnants of the of the volcanic eruption okay. that just happened. All right. So that's yeah. that's how the, that's how some of those trees because it wasn't all of them, but it was no. a lot of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually kind of cool too how uh, Sadok. Um, I guess Dude, I love him by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's really cool. Um, uh, that. That the with the grove being on fire and those rocks coming, you know, from the Southlands and everything, um, meant that there was like a new evil that's been awakened. Yes. You know, he made that comment. So that I guess this is now like how everyone becomes aware of what happens with the Southlands turning into Mordor, essentially. Yeah. So um, it's kind of curious to see how that's going to affect each individual um, race and like different, yeah. you know, parts yeah. of the map and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how because. In a way, we haven't really been thinking about it, but we've been noticing the harefoots in the way that they, or the harfoots, is the, the way they've been migratory. Well, is the creation of Mordor and all that stuff, is that what's going to drive them to be more of a sedentary race in general? Yeah. You know, are they going to get to the point to where the idea of them roaming around or the places they used to roam around to have been, to, you know, destroyed to the point to where they can't do that anymore and they have to settle down? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects their potential movement. Because they become the hobbits, right? Like, yeah. in time? I mean, yeah. 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 Okay. So that, that explains why eventually, yeah, they'll have to settle. Um, let's talk about, oh boy, uh, the stranger. Yes. Uh, old Man Gray. Uh, he's over there touching the tree. Yes. Saying yeah. some some, uh, some mumbo, chants. Mumbo jumbo. Yeah, and I can't figure him out, right? Because like it's it looks evil. When he's like saying these chants, yeah, yeah. Uh, it feels dark, but yes. he's bringing that tree back to life. He, well, it's it's it's, right? and it's weird because it's like, in, in like initially it looks like whatever he did doesn't work, and like because the, yeah. the the one branch falls, falls off because of that stupid Harfoot who decides and he almost gets hurt, and then yeah. you know he ends up yeah. leaving. Go run under this dead tree. Yes, yeah, like in oh yeah, like. The stupidity of that would end up getting basically like kind of ostracized out for a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so it's it's it really is. I feel like they're doing a really good job of making you like giving you information on both sides. Like you're like, now this looks like something he's doing something good. This looks like he's doing something bad. Like right. where, like where where is he falling on that line? You know. And sometimes it looks like he's doing something bad, but for something good. And sometimes it looks like he's doing something good, but it turns out bad. Like for, for what happened with the tree, he was trying to do something good, but something bad happens because it, during it with with the huge trance falling. You yeah. know, so it's interesting to see how that's playing out. Yeah, it seems like right now, like his intentions are good. And yes. And I, I believe that, you know, he's going to be an ally, you know, to the Harfoots or to you know, man or like whoever he's going to be helping. But right now he's in control of his powers. So his powers seem like very like unstable at the moment. Yeah. So, it, it, it reminds me a lot of like a superhero who right. like is when they first develop their powers and there's a lot of that, there's that montage scene that you're seeing where like, you know, they're, they have to figure everything out except that this is playing out in the more like, you know, in a lot of times in like the sadder way of, of how that's set up. It's, it's, it's not like, you're seeing Spider-Man learn his powers and swing around the city. You're seeing this guy kind of stumble through learning how to uh, give life back to things yeah, and fight yeah. off. Accidentally like, almost yes. killing people. Yes. Which, I mean, to <laughs> tell you the truth, you, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that would actually happen if you were yeah. trying to become a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we were watching Miss Marvel, when she was trying to save the boy on the on the watchtower, she, every intention was to save that boy without him falling and hurting himself. But, I mean... Very similar to what happens with the stranger, yep. where his every intent you could tell every intention was supposed to be good, but the outcome wasn't necessarily as you know black and white good as we would like it to be. Right. Yeah. So they wake up the next morning and all the trees are alive. They're all blossoming overnight. Yeah. Apples everywhere. I mean, th- things are good. Yep. Right. So it's clearly the stranger who did it. Yeah. Okay. But then they go. The next night, like they're going to bed, and what are we going to call these three? Are they witches? Are they ma- magicians? Are they wizards? Mm-hmm. This is me showing my ignorance with yeah. like source material. Albinos, albinos, oh. sure. Like I have. What are we going to call them on this pod? Just so I know. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm thinking witches. They got witch hands. It looks like they got witch hands, bro. Yeah, they got uh, they got um, Wanda. They got sure. Wanda we can hands. call them witches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. These three. White witches <laughs> show up. I, I would say warlock. Like they're mixed. Like you have, a, I think one's a witch, and then the other yeah. two are like warlocks or yeah. something like that. Really? Yeah. Uh, they're the they're the Sanderson sisters, in in a in, in a, you know homage to the new Hocus Pocus movie coming out. It's really just a crossover. It's just really it's what just a big crossover. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, they go to the tree. Um, they 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 see the tree that he touched, and and this is where it's like they're clearly hunting this guy, but yeah. I can't figure out if like they're hunting him to eliminate him, or if they're hunting him to like bring him into the fold, or control him, or, or something like that. Control him. Like it, it is interesting because it's almost like you know the the way you're seeing him is like it, without the reference, you don't know like is this a situation where you know is he like a is he considered like a force and are they like the almost like a police force for like this, like they could be a police force for like these magical entities where their uh, objective is to like search out these things and control them or stop them from, you know, potentially hurting other people. Or they could be potential villains as well, where their intentions are not pure, but you just like, once again, it's very much on the line. Like 
in, in both directions. It seems like, you know, they could be good. They could be bad. And part of it's going to depend on where the stranger turns out too. like, yeah. you know, w- w- you know, his ambiguity is also making them be very ambiguous yeah. about their actions. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine like right now, like in the, just going along with the timeline, um, there are no wizards as of yet. Um, that's that's my uh, guess. So I think there's going to be like this magical like uh, maybe like this dark organization that's probably with Sauron because Sauron being like uh, or Morgoth or whoever um, is the only one that's able to like you know wield such power. And so I'm thinking they're going to be in some sort of like alliance with him to hunt down any like um, magic sensitive people. Yeah. Um, and eliminate them and get them out because they they pose a threat to like what they're trying to do. Hmm. Yeah, man, I've I genuinely have no idea what's going on there. It's interesting and then it's heartbreaking because, you know, uh they completely burned down the Harfoot's uh yeah. entire livelihood. Yeah. Their means of transportation, yep. all the food that they just had right there. Yep. I mean they just burn everything. I mean it's heartbreaking. Yep. Um but uh yeah, we're gonna get one more journey <laughs> yep. in the in the finale, because uh, a a squad of Har- of Harfoots are are heading out to find the stranger. Yep. yep. Um. So yeah, I'm anticipating. I think that like he's gonna end up. The stranger's gonna end up having to fight those three witches. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So that's yep. my call. Calling it here. I, I could see it. Yeah. I don't. I, I really have no idea. Basically, if you're watching this or listen listening, and you're like, man, this T roll does this T roll guy. He doesn't know anything about this stuff. You are correct. I don't know anything. All I know is that the show has been remarkably entertaining. And yeah. I'm here for it. So Yeah. It's um, been quite enjoyable so far. Very enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about, to me, the most enjoyable part of this episode, the dwarves and Elrond. I loved just just about everything that happened. Mm-hmm. I thought the act the acting here was yeah. remarkable. Um this I mean, the story was remarkable. Um and then just seeing the the relationship between Durin and his uh his father the king I mean yes man this was intense so um yeah I'll let you guys go first though I mean like anything that stood out with uh you know basically Elrond making it back to the mountain I don't know what the the name of their lair is called but uh yeah yeah um I mean I enjoyed the scene I feel like it really showed um the bond and then the friendship between uh, Elrond and Durin. And also, like, it showed, like, the political side. Like, Durin wants to help his friend, but everything has to go through, like, his father, the king. There's a ton of racism here. Yeah. So there's, like, a long history of, you know. Hate, distrust. Yeah, hate, distrust, all that stuff. So you're going to have to, like, chisel away at all of that to get to, you know, the heart of the point of why Elrond's going there. So, um but I mean, I enjoyed. It. I feel like there were some really like interesting scenes, some really good scenes in this. Um, and like you said, like a lot of good acting. Yeah, and, and I think it was like it, it, I mean, it, it's really hard for Duran because he's in a really he he's in between a rock and a hard place, like to the point to <laughs> where, like you know, he really wants to help out his friend, and he understands what it means if his friend isn't helped. Correct. You know, but he also understands his position as the son of the king is part part of it is to be in line with the king like you right. know whether the king is right or wrong 
part of what his king. yes well, part of what he has done especially because he's in such a position of power yeah, yeah. you know it's so you you have to keep the at least the heirs that there is a like uh, the the king has the final say um you know in this so you can't be contradicting him in front of other people yeah and, right. um things like that so it's, it's it's hard for him because he understands like what this actually means and i think up until the the scene where they're at the table he's a little bit like he, he is that way but he's also understands like that he needs to side with his race in a lot of ways um yeah. Yep. And then at the scene at the table, he's like, it was the definitive like moment of him seeing that not because I think at the moment the, there was this there's this distrust between the dwarves and the elves because elves are kind of generally can be untrustworthy sometimes. I think it's at least the dwarves see it that way. Yeah. Um. And in some ways, they're not wrong. Well, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> like they're they're very much the the race that kind of thinks they're better than everyone else. So they kind of manipulate the other races to do their bidding in certain ways. Yep. Um, you know, so I, I understand that in a lot of ways, but it's up until this point, there was kind of like this ambiguity about, well, is it really about saving their race or is it about getting this super rare, um, this super rare Mineral. material yeah. this, that can, that's, you know, can be used to make incredible armor and it's called, things. it's called Mithriel. Mithriel. Right? Yes. Mithriel, yeah. okay. Um, and he sees it like heal the leaf. Yes. yes. And he sees it heal the yeah. leaf. That is like, and that's the moment. That is the moment where like, he crosses the line for him to where it is definitive proof. He has seen it with his eyes that this is something that can heal the race that is the elves. Yeah. And yeah. that it isn't just, you know, maybe there's some, you know, still a little bit of trickery on the elven part, but it is very real that this thing can save the elven race. Yeah. And I think that there's two different sides of perspective here. One, you have Durin who's doing it to literally save his friend, which later he calls like he might as well brother. be a, a brother. Yes. And then you see it from like the king's point of view where like it's he's looking at it to save not Elrond, but the elves. And when he's probably thinking of it, he's probably thinking of like the trickery. Yes. You know, the backstabbing, like all the, you know, political like racism that's going on between the elves he like it's fate to him like it yep. like it is what it he is said he, good yeah, riddance he, he called them cheating death yes correct yeah yeah like and also i think it's a little bit um you know yes the elves and the dwarves when there are great when there are great evils that out that arise they have been able to you know join together and fight but at the moment there is no great evil to their mind um, they, 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 they're not really, a, you know, the rise of Sauron and isn't yeah, really they, on there. They don't really know what's going they, on. They don't really know anything about that. So at the moment, yeah. if you really think about it from a political standpoint, the dwarves, even if, you know, it, it's a extremely advantageous position to not do that because you are putting your race in a position of power to where you can very easily become the dominant race in Middle Earth. Yep. You know, um, to their knowledge. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, uh, T Sweat would be so proud of you guys chiseling away. You, you said between a rock and a hard place. I mean, yes. you guys are you guys are on fire tonight, man. Thanks. You guys are on fire. Uh, I thought the scene with Duran and his and his and his dad yeah. was just <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Yes. And the acting and the way that they were just going back and forth. Uh, 
Man, I was getting into that scene. Yes, it was powerful. It was a really good scene, and like there, there were, and I think one thing that really helped is there were parts of it where we're like the king was making some really good points. Mm-hmm. Like, so it wasn't just this one-sided situation where the king was just being completely bullheaded, and there was no like at all give or at, like it wasn't where everything that he was saying was just completely off the point of you know reality. It was. He was making some decent points about like what is important to the people and you know standing with your people and making choices about you know what is best for you know best for dwarven culture is partially because he's trying to tell him like you know when you are king you, you like your first responsibility is to the dwarf to dwarves like yeah. you yep. you are like when you are not the king you can have the luxury, you know, potentially of being friendly or being having friends or, you know, th- things like that that are maybe other races. But once you are the king, you are have to be 100% in on yeah, yeah. protecting your people first and foremost. And he feels like at this moment that what Prince Durin is trying to do is not necessarily what is best for the dwarven culture as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to some extent, you can't blame him. No. Right? Uh, and that's what made that scene so just powerful. Yeah. I mean, even, like, when they were saying what they would give him, he was, like, he, he seemed very, like, you know, well, you know, that's a pretty good offer if you can, keep you know, it. if you can keep it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, you know, I, I mean, I think even in that moment, they're very much like, okay, well, cool, but, you know, we've, obviously had some mistrusting moments um in our in our previous history so i mean it, it makes a lot of sense yeah so how about when durin and uh, elrond are chiseling away some more um yes. and they they break a hole into basically this massive massive crater where you can see deep down into the depths of the mountain you could see a ton of mithril going every which direction yes yep and that was wild. Yeah. All yes. Right. So, but my question is, you know, at the end of it all, the king takes that leaf, he throws it in there, he says, "Seal it up." Mm. The leaf traveled. I felt like I was watching a Disney movie where it's like this leaf is going miles and miles and miles, yeah, and just following it forever. And eventually, it lands. Yep. And I thought, like, I don't know. I thought like a tree might have grown. <laughs> like that's, I, that's what I was. Yeah, thinking. I was thinking a yeah, tree was going to grow. Thinking. Seriously, with that leaf. Instead, quite the opposite. The thing burns to a crisp. Man. And then what the hell did I just see there? A Balrog. Yeah. What was, was that? So it's the same. Is I think it's, it's the it, same thing that Gandalf fights. Okay. Yes. In Lord yes. Of the Rings, it's right? it's okay. um. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's what um he fight it, it. Now whether it's the same one or not. Uh, I don't know. It looked like it but, was from hell, straight up. But yeah, that's what a, it's, it's. It's a Balrog, is what it is. It is. Um, it's also the same type of. Um, it's the same type of beast that the elf was fighting when Mithril was created in that creation story. Okay. So remember, they were fighting over the yeah, tree, yeah, and yeah, yeah like yep. that. What he was fighting was a Balrog. <laughs> well, that doesn't look pleasant. <laughs> it does not. Now, another reason, to some extent, you might not blame the king for how he feels. Maybe. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm not the, I don't know if he knows about that, but... Well, I mean, I doubt he knows, but he knows that there's a lot of danger to yeah. the whole idea of mining. I mean, mining is a dangerous job, and, and abusing, they know that. Abusing the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Right? So. And from what we've seen in the Lord of the Rings series, like, this Balrog could literally, like, wipe out 
all the inhabitants like in that mountain. Yeah. Like it can cause some like massive destruction going on. It's crazy. And it it ultimately would have been Dern's fault yeah. if if they you know uh, got yeah. uh, they went farther than what they what they would have. So. I'm very intrigued to see what happens next. I don't know nope. how much we'll get of that in the finale. You know, yeah. I don't know how much we're gonna have to wait for. Season two to see what happens there. But again, that whole storyline was fascinating to me. Yes. And, and we had to wait two weeks for it. Remember, we didn't see anything but, yeah. you know, the battle from last from last week. So. Yeah. Um, all right, listen, we've been going for about 40 minutes, so we're going to cut it off here soon. What what other thoughts you guys have on the episode you I want mean, to discuss? I think it was really important the because of what maps mean in the Lord of the Rings universe mm. and the literal rewriting of the of the of the map of the Southlands. Yeah, same exact font, but it wasn't on a map. It was like you see the footage yes. in a sense, right? Yes, like you it crazy. and it's like kind of like burned away and then it, you know, comes back and, you know, Mordor. Which it would have been really cool to hear him say it, but it was really cool I to thought see. he was gonna say it. I thought he was too, but then they just do like and then it said the Southlands are like, oh, they're just gonna show us. And it just like bam. It said Mordor. So yeah. that was super cool to see. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Uh, I'm curious to see where Isolder's at. Um, you know, I don't know yeah, if he, like, yeah. he's going to be like probably taken captive. Probably he might be a prisoner, or like he might have uh, ran off, escaped a different uh, direction. Yeah, escaped a different direction. Where I mean, um, it did look title. like the orcs were in the area where he got, um, where Trapped. he was, um, you know, covered up. Yeah. yeah so. So it either I think he'll either get captured or it'll be one of those situations where he's kind of having to be like behind enemy lines type yeah. of situations, you know. Yeah. I feel like he they might presume him dead. There's so many dead bodies there. He might just be another dead body under some debris. Yep. Yeah. And they might not. They might just kind of casually look over him. Yep. And then he'll find a way to escape and run away. You know. I mean, that would be an interesting like idea if he's like piled up with all the bodies yeah. and then he wakes up and yeah. he has to like try to like escape like a pile gosh, of bodies. Gosh. That would be. Intense. Yes, it will be intense. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that'll just about do it. So next week we will review the finale of Rings of Power, season one of, of the show. Do we know how many seasons there are? Is it two or is it more than two? I've I've heard that there could be as many as six. But yeah. um let's go. Uh, like, then. I, I think That's right awesome. now I think right now there are two that are pretty much confirmed. All right. Sweet. Well, if <laughs> If the quality continues to be continues to be like this, there will be six. Yeah. There might even be more. Yeah, <laughs> maybe six in a movie. Yeah. Oh man, mm. I hope so. That was good. That was really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this has been an amazing show, and Amazon has done a great job. So I was really. There's a lot of people that are skeptical about it. There's a lot of diehard fans who haven't even watched it yet because just you know. Some Lord of the Rings fans can be very um, dedicated, if you yes. will, to the source material. Um, protective of the source protective material. Protective is a good word. Yeah. So, and I get that. Um, so, but like I said earlier, I don't know much about the source material. So I'm just yeah. here. For, I'm here for the thrills. So, with all that in mind, big shout out to all of our listeners, all of our viewers. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, please come back next week. We will yep. review the finale. Please share this podcast with your friends. Hit like. Hit res- hit subscribe. Um, leave a comment, leave a review, and please come on back. So, with all that in mind, for my good friends Shimato and Apple Zacks, this is T Roll saying thank you so much for listening and watching the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Yeah.